oh, I don't have time for that. You know, that's, that's just one more thing on my list. And actually it organized me better and it made me more efficient in everything that I did too. So. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. We have today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, a special guest, Joe Brignard. Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, Ani. Thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here. So Joe is a caregiver who understands the challenges faced by those who are constantly giving of themselves to others. She offers simple self-care experiences that can be integrated into everyday life to help caregivers find the time and attention they need to care for themselves. Jo's own experiences caring for her husband, her mother, and her father have taught her the importance of using tools like yoga, mindfulness, breath work, and acupressure to support caregivers in their journey. Today, Jo will be sharing about how we can create a dedicated space at home to allow for daily self-care practices. So let's just dive in. Jo, share with us a bit more about your journey and what got you to be where you are today. Sure. Thank you for asking. It's a long and convoluted story, as most of them are when it comes to caregiving. But um, as you mentioned, I 
ended up taking care of my husband through a severe burn injury that he sustained at work. And then years later, um, some cardiac complications unrelated. Um, that was after my own uh, mastectomy and chemotherapy treatment. So that was kind of an interesting early time in our marriage as I am immediately having to care for my husband in a way that sort of you think about as you get older, right? It's not something you do as a young couple. It's something that maybe you do later in your life. Um, but really the thing that brought me, I think, to where I am today is was caring for my mom. In 2016, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And my parents lived a state away from me at that point. Both my husband and I were fine by then and well past our own personal issues. But um, thankfully, I was able to get uh, family medical leave time to very often go and care for her a couple times a week, uh, travel. The, the distance, two and a half hours each way to um, spend the day with her, let my dad go do his things, whatever he needed to do, help care for her and come back. Um, and what happened was I was seeing, uh, I, I sort of, I, I felt really good. I had everything in line. I had my schedule. I knew what I needed to do. I knew what appointments she had. I was picking up the groceries. I was like, I felt like sort of like a a thousand armed person, like handling all the things. You had all the plates um, fitted. And exactly. Were, like, going good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's when I realized it was like, I, this is not sustainable. Like I can do this for a couple of weeks, but this was going to be a long-term thing. She was still at home at that time, which was getting um, very challenging uh, for my dad. And then for me to support my dad from far away and then support her as well. Um, and I just realized I got to make some changes. Like I'm losing myself in this process. I didn't know what time of year it was. I sort of like, I just, I could follow the script, but I didn't really know exactly what I wasn't thinking critically, I guess is sure. the best way to put it. So I just realized that I was going to need to change a few things and and make it more accessible for myself. And at that time I was working full-time. I was teaching on the side, teaching yoga on the side in the evenings. Um, and it was just too many things going on at once. So I did have to sort of lighten my schedule and then also figure out how I could care for myself as I was caring for her. Um, I tried to, you know, at first look for yoga classes that I could go to while I was, you know, on my way down to see my mom or um, what are different, like I would, I would queue up online classes to watch at night um, when I was done caring for her, but I'd be exhausted. So I would just drop into bed. I'd say, oh, I'll get up early in the morning and do this. Like anything. Had I had all these plans. <laughs> it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. So I said, instead of making this a big deal, like an hour long class or um, a big fancy uh, retreat or something, which I could never do, I would never have time to be able to get away like that. How could I bring in like little bits of mm -hmm. practices into my day? And that's sort of what I started to do. That's when I really kind of queued up that breath work that I had been trained in and um, the mindfulness practices and dropping back into my body and seeing where I was and how I felt instead of just kind of pulling out the checklist and checking things right. off. Yeah. Right. Right. So often we get so overwhelmed by thinking like you had to basically redefine 
how you're going to fit that self-care in because you're thinking big picture, you're thinking big and it just wasn't working for your life when you had so many plates in the air. And so you had to get those pieces. And that whole like, well, self-care has to look like this. It has to be a bath. It has to be a manicure. (laughs) It has to be a retreat. No, it doesn't. You weren't, you couldn't have the time. You didn't have the time for that. No. And it was ridiculous to even think about that at that time. Right. Right. So awesome. So instead of scrapping the whole idea and and just going, you know, forget it, I'm not going to be able to do any of this. You decided a way you figured out a way to make that work. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And did you find that the benefits were the same or what did you discover were the benefits of doing that? I think they're better because okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, I always had this idea that um, we in this culture go on vacation for two weeks a year, right? We go the whole year and then we go away for two weeks with our family or whatever. But what if you were able to like break that two weeks up and sprinkle it throughout your whole year and get these little um, glimpses or little ways that you could recharge yourself throughout the year. And then, and then you'd never be so depleted by the time your vacation rolled around. You know, a lot of us get sick when um, it's time to go on vacation, we get sick. Yes. (laughs) Right. That happens to so many of us, but like, and so then we can't enjoy our vacation because we were collapsed. So, I mean, I I have this memory of this, one of my, (laughs) like favorite practices, but it was, it was while I was hanging on with my fingernails when, um, my mom, she was still at home at the time. And my, my dad would be, you know, running his errands to doing his appointments. And I would set her up with her lunch meal and I would have to go to the bathroom. And I knew that I only had a couple minutes because I couldn't really leave her and I would get her all set up, go to the bathroom, shut the door and just lean against the door and like take a couple of mindful breaths, feel my feet on the ground, you know, put my hand on my heart and- Get yourself grounded. Yeah, and it was like the sky opened up when I I realized that I could do that and that was me taking care of myself and regrounding. And then for the rest, you know, when I exited the bathroom in the rest of the afternoon, I, I was a better caregiver to her, you know? I wasn't all over the place and um, yeah, I just felt more centered and I could feel my heart rate come down too. So yeah, which is huge. Making that time to check in with yourself throughout the day to be able to be your best self. Exactly. To take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. Hey moms, can't catch a good night's sleep these days. I've got you. Sleep matters. And because it does, Not getting the quantity or the quality you need can have detrimental effects on your health and well-being. To feel your best and not only to get through the day, but to have an absolutely amazing day, you've got to get the sleep your body and mind needs, which is why I developed Sleep Matters, a course for moms to help you take care of yourself and get the kind of sleep you deserve. In this course, I teach you cognitive and behavioral strategies used in the treatment of insomnia. We work to minimize the sleep worries, re-equate your bed with sleep, set you up with a sound nighttime routine, and establish an environment that is conducive to sleep. Don't waste another night tossing and turning. Enroll in Sleep Matters, self-care for the troubled sleeper. And finally, get your Z's. So what are some other ways 
that aside from from running into the bathroom and, and grounding yourself, what are some other ways <laughs> that you suggest or that you have found have been that you've been able to refuel or refresh throughout the day and make self-care more accessible? So one of my favorite ones is because that's very much an escape, right? Where you, you go away so you can be by yourself. For a yourself sure. And sometimes we can't do that, right? If we're right. caring for, we have kids or in my case, my mom. So I also would sort of uh, test myself to see if I could bring some of this into um, my being with her and caring caring for her right when she's next to me. And I, you know, of course it wouldn't be during any sort of um, uh, real intensive caregiving or right. when I was, you know, um, uh, helping her in a medical way or anything like that. But if I was just sitting there accompanying her, I would say, okay, can I feel my feet here? What are, what, what are surrounding my feet right now? Do I feel my shoes? Can I feel each of my toes? I would really take my time. Can I feel my seat in the chair? And I would like feel myself arriving back into my body instead of what we tend to do is get very much in our head, especially when you're caring for other people, the plans, the next thing we need to do, the schedule, um, and you're all, your attention is always out, right? External at the other person um, and ahead into the future. But I would feel like myself come back into my body and arrive back in my body. And those are the times too that I, right afterwards, I would have this really great connection with my mom. Like mm -hmm. it, um, it just was a better, um, a better time that I was with her. I was more present and I was also like more aware of what she might've needed um, and more tender in my care. It wasn't just, again, something to check off on the list. Sure, sure. So it sounds like you did a body scan. Right? Yeah, the body exactly. scan, which is a, a proven therapeutic technique to be able to bring you back into that present moment and reconnect mm -hmm. you with what's going on in the moment. Because yes. you're right, we're so much in our head, thinking of all the plans, all the things that we need to do, all the things that are you know on our to do list, and and everything. It's you know that that chatter that's constantly yes. in our minds, and so it's really important to be able to. To bring yourself back into that moment and you just brought up a huge benefit which was after you were able to do after you did that you were able to be that much more present with your mom your interaction with the person that you were with was so much more powerful and stronger because of you being able to check in and you know that was the case no no matter like what the body scan looked like wherever i did it i was also famous for doing them in my jeep before I, um, I had a very set routine for like what I did on my, on my way down and on my way back to care for my mom, the stops I would make, the mm -hmm. things I would pick up to bring down. And I, whenever I was on my schedule, I'd be like, I am rocking this, you know, <laughs> I'm getting everything done. But more often than not, I would come out of the grocery store. I would have forgotten something, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cause I was, all in my head, right? right? right. Um, but instead, if I took like a minute, two minutes to sit, turn my vehicle off and just sit before I went in the store and do that scan um, and think about what I was gonna do next and think about it in an orderly fashion and then go and do it. Instead of being like, like a lot of times my 
my thought is, oh, I don't have time for that. You know, that's, that's just one more thing on my list. And actually it organized me better and it made me more efficient in everything that I did too. So, yeah. So, so you don't lose time by doing that. Not you at actually all. give yourself more time. Yes. And that was going to be my next question. Like, what would you say to moms who say they don't have time for self-care, like that it takes time away from those that they're caregiving? I would say to try, I would say to try it. And it doesn't need to be like, it literally can be 30 seconds. It literally can be one mindful breath. And, um, you know, there are so many rewards to collecting yourself in that way and bringing yourself back into your body. So, you know, the next time you open your mouth or the next plan that you make isn't that much more organized and thoughtful. And it's not coming from a place of, chaos in your head and, um, you know, distraction, it, it really ends up um, making things more efficient in the long run. I, it's just, it's right. miraculous to me. Like it doesn't right. make sense, but it is true. And I would say to just try it. To just try yeah. It. What ideas do you have? Um, because I think of this and it sounds great. Like if somebody is listening to this episode and they're like, yeah, this sounds like something I want to try, but then, you know, tomorrow morning they wake up and this podcast episode goes out of their mind and they're like, and they forget like, cause the day is so busy. Mm-hmm. How do they, re- how, what are some ideas you have of how they can remember to actually do this, to actually check in with themselves and to ground themselves throughout the day? For me, it was when I would catch myself um, being um, that I had missed something, that I was um, disorganized. And I, like I said, I thought I had everything in order and that I was um, being very efficient. And if I missed something, I would say, okay, this is a, a, a clue that I need to check back in um, and that I need to come back to myself and, and see what's going on. Um, and, and so that's one way. The other way is, Every time you do a certain action, um, my group that I work with, we, we have a book club, which I'll talk about later. Um, and we read t- uh, the book Tiny Habits by BJ yes. Frog. Yeah. And I, so, <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> and so every time I went to the bathroom, I mentioned it already, it was a, because it was the only time I was alone, right? It right. gave me a, the opportunity, and he did that. He did his push-ups in the bathroom too. <laughs> um, like just attaching he, it to something you already do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's a time when you're alone, like, and you can look in the mirror, and you can go, "Okay, here I am," and it's a good opportunity for you to take a breath and and see how you feel, and maybe move your body. I'm famous too. I used to do my yoga practice in my bathroom because you don't need a whole lot of room, right? (laughs) Just moving your spine a little bit or moving your arms. um, It really helps you come back to your physical self too that way. Awesome. So you've talked before about um, a self-care space, Mm -hmm. right? Like having a dedicated space in your house or like an at-home retreat almost. Can you tell a little bit more about that? Yes, for sure. So, you know, what a wonderful thing to be able to have a space that you could go to. It has a door, you close the door, maybe it's got your plants and your music and your, you know, beautiful overstuffed pillows and stuff. That's wonderful. Sounds glorious. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But most of us don't have that. Can't have that. Can't shut kids out with a door or whatever, you know? Um, So I even like to think about like uh, your 
the top of your desk, or in my case, when I was taking care of my mom, my Jeep, my mm -hmm. Jeep was the place where I spent most of my time when I wasn't caring for her. So when you can designate a little place that can be your own, um, then start to bring in some things that are special to you. So I already mentioned like plants. Um, I'm a big fan of essential oils, however you like to use those or, or not use those. Some people are not a fan of scents, but if scents are a thing that you like, maybe candles, um, anything that you enjoy looking at, a piece of art, um, and anything that can remind you to care for yourself. So that's different for different people. Some people like crystals, some people like a little journal. I love a journal where you can write down some notes. Um, it doesn't need to be a big area and it doesn't need to be fancy. Um, you can still breathe and move your body even when you're sitting in a chair. Maybe it's at your kitchen table and you just have a couple of items to the corner of your kitchen table where it can remind you to care for yourself. I um, I did a uh, online retreat with a group, um, I think it was last year. And one of the participants, she and her family go to a cottage on the weekend. And so she said, oh, I'm gonna be you know, at my cottage when we're doing this retreat. And she messaged me the, the day before it was supposed to start and she was beside herself. She said, I had a bag packed with all my props and blankets and an eye pillow and my oils and all this stuff. And I She's left it out. Yeah, but I left it at home. And she said, I don't think I can go. And I said, whoa, no, no, no. Like, that's wonderful that you have all that stuff. And it's great yeah. that you can put it in a bag and bring it with you. I love that. Um, but you can use whatever you have um, mm -hmm. that's special that's around you. You know, you can use a towel or a couple of blankets if you're going to sit on the floor or be on the floor. Um, and I think it's very important for our family to see us caring for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about like a desk space where and there might not be a door to that room, that's great. And you can teach your family that this is something that's important to me. And, you know, I'm going to sit here for a couple of minutes and have some quiet time. And you can teach your kids how important quiet time yes. is for them too. And that they have a space that's dedicated to them. Maybe it's their bed or a little fort that they make or something like that. So I think that's critical that we all have those sorts of spaces wherever, whatever they look like for each of us. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. If you're a super busy, stressed out mom looking to minimize self-doubts, challenge unrealistic expectations, and confront negative self-talk, all while increasing your self-confidence, then you already know that you have to stop feeling inadequate and fully believe in yourself. That's where the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program can help. In just eight weeks, you can transform your inner critic to become your biggest cheerleader. You will learn proven methods to stop negative self-talk, break the cycle of negative thinking, and shift your self-beliefs to ones that serve you. Start treating yourself with kindness and compassion and grow your self-esteem and confidence by enrolling in the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program today. You can find the link in the show notes of today's episode. 
you have given a lot of ideas about ways that you yourself practice self-care, but what is your go-to self-care practice? Like what makes you most feel ready to go again? I have, I have so many, um, but I think my favorite uh, is something that I really learned about this past year because uh, it's, it's a little um, not that common. And that is the idea to say, no, thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like the boundary thing about saying, um, you know, having an opportunity and, and, and thinking about it and saying, yeah, that doesn't feel right to me or not right now. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, thanks for the invitation, but maybe let's do it this way. Um, to be able, there's something spacious about, you know, if there's a, what you think is an obligation and you'd rather not participate and then you don't go and you do something else that feels a little bit better for you. We can't always do that, but the times that we can, for me, really feels really feels good. So that's my favorite. <laughs> I laughed when you said that because in my face, in the Moms with That Capes Facebook group, what I, I have a check-in where we, where we, I celebrate that. I'm like, what was the last thing you said no to? Because mm. it's so hard to do, but once you discover the power of saying no, it frees you. It, it you know, it, it gives you your energy and your time back and it helps yeah. you get back to yourself for sure. And it's practice, right? Like the first mm -hmm. time you do it, it's, it's hard. And, and yes. there's all this like, extra emotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so you start with something easy, right? Mm -hmm. Where the person isn't going to care if you say yeah. yes or yeah. no, like <laughs> exactly. you, you practice, you practice. Right. Yeah, so right. Absolutely. <laughs> so do you have a book that you can recommend to our listeners or that has I greatly do. impacted your life? I do. Um, th this book, Wintering, from uh, by Catherine May, it was the first book that the book club that I worked with um, that we decided to read uh, in 2020, actually, uh, during the pandemic. And I love this book because she goes through m most of the seasons. And really, the idea is talking about the cycles of nature and the cycles of life and how you know, things change all the time. And if you're in a period that seems really dark and difficult, just hang in there and things are going to circle back around and you'll feel spaciousness and freedom, um, you know, soon in a different way. I really love her, um, the way that she brings nature into, into it and, and science and talks about, you know, real specific talks about different caterpillars and birds and things, which is really interesting. And then all of a sudden you realize there was a lesson in here for, for me about how to care for myself. It's a beautiful book. The turns of phrase that she uses are just gorgeous. And uh, I read it again and again, and I have the whole thing's dog-eared and yeah, I love it. <laughs> awesome. So do you have a gift for the audience? I do. Um, so if they head to joebregnard.com, I think you're going to drop the link in the show notes. Yes. Um, there's a few things there. I have an ebook that uh, teaches those who read it how to work yoga into their everyday routine. So without stopping for a class, without changing, really changing anything else that you're doing, you can bring a little bit of, I, want, I don't even want to call it movement because it's actually stillness mindful stillness into your day, like while you're doing laundry, while you're drying your hair, um, while you're on your phone, um, just simple ways to set up your body to get the benefits of what's called a yin yoga practice. Um, and it's a practice that targets your joints and connective tissue. 
Um, and then it sort of sets you up for if if you enjoy that, it sort of sets you up for learning more about the practice and the the quieter aspects of it when you're not doing another task. Yeah. But for now, you might as well take advantage of it. If you're going to sit and fold <laughs> your laundry, here's a way you can arrange your body to get some benefits from it. So in addition to that, um, there's a whole host of uh, free resources, including a five-day at-home mini retreat, self-care retreat. And there's a variety of practices in there, um, similar to what we've talked about today, from breath work to full-on restorative uh, practices that you can queue up at any time that works for you and you get some time, some quiet time um, and learn how to, how to make these self-care spaces for yourself in your, own, in your own home. And I also have a, a, a free online community there as well. So all of that, um, as soon as you go to my website is available. All right, and that'll be in today's episode, in the show notes of today's episode. So one last thing, where can listeners find you, Joe? Yep, right on my website at joebregnard.com. And I'm also on Joe Bregnard on Facebook and Instagram are the best places to find me. I'm also on Clubhouse once a month, uh, the first Monday of the month at 11 a.m. Eastern time with a couple of my colleagues leading a real simple self-care practice. It's a different practice every time we meet. So that's another fun place too. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Ani. This was great. It was wonderful to meet you. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.